welcome to track number nine of How to Survive in Ephesus. And Caleb stilled the people. If we had been following the crowd of memories, they would never have gotten to the promised land. And they didn't get to the promised land because the crowd, the majority, were against what the will of God was. Do you think if Moses had stood for elections, he would have been the leader? Huh? No. That is why the kingdom of God is not run by democracy. If I stand for elections in my church, I may not win. I don't know. You never know. Elections are very wonderful things. You think everybody supports you. Before you realize, half of them don't support you. That's why I don't stand for elections. I'm just the leader. If you like it, join it. If you don't like it, leave it. Amen? Amen. So we don't run the church by democracy. Some people want us to vote. Let's vote and see how many. Yeah. If Pastor Peter stood for elections here, you may be surprised. One day a certain man and his wife, you know, they broke up, the husband and the wife, in London. And they divided the church. And they said, those who want to follow the husband should follow. Those who want to follow the wife, follow the wife. And can you believe that the church divided it into half of them followed the husband, half of them followed the wife of the pastor? <laughs> so elections and democracy, politics, is not the best way to govern a church. That's why sometimes churches get to a point it's all by elections and politics. And you can't easily do well in that way. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Yes. Yeah. So God is taking us forward. I say God is taking us forward. Amen. He's blessing me now. Amen. The next stage is what? Deception, delusions. So, stage one is what? Independent spirit. The next one is what? Offensor. The next one is what? Critical stage. The next one is what? Passivity. The next one is what? What? Political stage. Next one is what? Delusions and deception. Now, when you have criticized somebody, your deceptions become very strong because you feel that now that you've criticized him and nothing has happened to you, you get it. You can carry on because nothing happens when you criticize. God didn't say anything, Benoni. He spoke out and you spoke your mind. I'll speak my mind. You spoke your mind and still nothing happened. Are you listening to me? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't let that deceive you. The fact that God is, doesn't seem to be doing anything does not mean... You see, let me tell you, Christianity is a wonderful religion, you know? 
I mean, you see, one day I was talking to a pastor. He said to me, if Muslims slap you, cut off his hand. That's what he said to me. Cut his hand. He told me, Nigeria, if Muslims slap you, we don't turn other cheek. We slap, we cut his hand off. <laughs> it sounds powerful, doesn't it? But it's the opposite of the word of God. Jesus said, if, if somebody slaps you, turn the other cheek. If he asks you for your, your coat, give him your cloak as well. If he forces you to go with him one mile, go with him too. At Jesus, you make us look very weak. And God is trying to show you that your strength is not in your ability to use physical force to fight your battles. Why didn't the angels, Jesus said, I have, my father can give me 6,000 angels to appear now and to fight on my behalf. Why didn't the angels appear when the people were, Bible says they whacked their, their heads. Na, 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 na. Na 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 Jesus calm down if you are the son of God calm down calm down and Jesus was looking at them and then some people shout he saved others but he could not save himself oh oh look at him and the Bible says they spat on him they spat on him then they put crown they said you are a king uh, somebody made a crown and they got thorns and they made a crown why didn't the angels appear? Why didn't God use his power? Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. After only three years of ministry, they put out the light of Israel. They quenched God's dearest and the best. But you cannot quench God. Look at what turned out of that. The whole world today look at me working for him i've not yet seen him but i work for him eh? full time imagine two thousand years later he has employed me voluntarily no force i'm ready to die for, i even want to die for him <laughs> he has stirred up more volunteers than anybody can ever stir up he has made more books to be written than any other person. His words, his words have carried on through the generations and through the years. He, although he never wrote a book, there is no one like Jesus. Somebody whose presence on this earth marked, somebody whose presence on earth has marked the change. I mean, the whole world's dates are calculated from the time of his coming just three and a half years of ministry imagine that huh is it not wonderful if he had responded with a physical and he had come down that would have been a very different ministry so ladies and gentlemen i want you to know that we do not use force 
and strength in the kingdom of God. We trust in the Lord. Amen. Amen. And because of that, Satan and his followers and Christians in the church are often deceived by the appearance of weakness in the church. It looks weak. The pastors look weak. You get it? Don't let it deceive you at all. Amen? 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 Amen. But when you look at that, you can easily be deceived. And you look at the man of God and say, oh, but this man of God, I mean, who is he? Some of you have been with your pastor, but you don't know who he is. But God wants you to not to look at the outward appearance. The Bible says we, we do not look at the outward appearance. We do not walk after the flesh. You don't relate with somebody based on the physical. You relate to the person based on the spiritual. The best thing for you to do if you want to relate with me is that you don't look, relate with me naturally. It will be better for you that you don't stay in my house so that you don't relate with me after the natural. Because if you stay with me in my house, you may not be happy. You may feel that I'm always walking around. So people, you see, Benny Hinn was saying at that time, people, do you think that he, he was, do you think I move, I wear a white suit in my house? Going around saying, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, where are you? It's not like that. No. That is not how, that is not how, that's what he does in his house. But you see, sometimes when you see the man of God in a natural state, it deceives you. Judas Iscariot was deceived. Why do you think he betrayed the Son of God? The Bible says it would have been better that he was not born. But when Jesus started, Jesus' ministry changed. His church decreased. Less people were coming because the first day of the crusade, he told them, you know, I'm going to give you bread. And he, he, he divided bread for them and he gave them bread and wine. The next day they came for the second day of the crusade. And they were all looking. And Jesus told them the truth. And they didn't like it. Say, you have come because of the bread. Okay, my, here is bread. This is bread. And my blood, that is the wine. If you eat my, my body and you drink my blood, then you go to heaven. People were very angry with such a message. How can you insult us? We've come all the way for a crusade. Tell us we should drink your blood. So they left. Then Jesus began to talk about death. He was saying, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. When somebody starts to talk like that, you see that he's sad. How many have felt like dying before when you were sad? Uh, you wanted to die. You just wanted to die. It's because you are depressed. So they thought Jesus was depressed. That's why nowadays he was talking about dying. You get it? Because at first he was facing the Pharisees. You vipers. You this. You this. But now he was talking and people say, I'm going to die. For three days, I'll be taken. I'll be arrested. Almost like somebody who was weak. But you see, when you are a fool, spiritually, and you are immature, you will misinterpret the weakness. Don't misinterpret the weakness of the church and of the man of God. In Ghana, President Rawlings and his government decided to stamp out the church some years ago. That was their last mistake. They brought up a law, PNDC law 221, to make every church register and they wanted to stamp out churches in classrooms and all kinds of churches. Recently, I was at a dinner, a lunch, with the president, our current president, and the minister. There was one of the ministers who stayed there and a few other people. The president was just sitting by me. Over there. So I was talking to the 
minister of state and he was talking about the churches you know so we have to register the churches and some of the churches which are one man show we have to get them and we have to tax them when he got to a point i told him mr minister if you make a mistake of trying to tamper with the churches i will personally preach against you every sunday in my church the president was listening i said i will preach against you and we will remove you from that place they don't make they say you are behaving just like the old people and i said if you like ask my people i said me i preach against the past government i preach against them every sunday till they were removed he says we know i said huh, it's good that you know <laughs> it's good that you know don't misinterpret the church looks like it's feeble when you see a church in a class where do churches start from our church started in a classroom are you going to stamp out churches because they are in a classroom what do you know about the church I said, you do go to church. How do you know about church that you are coming to uh, uh, govern us and then uh, examine us and coming to see how, how what we, we find? What do you know about a church? Who made you a ruler of the church? Don't bring yourself at all. We don't have guns. We don't have whatever to overthrow you. But we will use the small strength that we have spiritually. We will fight you and oppose you. Don't make a mistake. You see, people look at the church. We look weak. We look just like human beings. You see us in a classroom and it deceives you. Don't be deceived by the apparent weakness of the church. Jesus is the one who taught us to behave like we are weak. Because he wanted people to find the true power and not look for natural power. So he said that when they are taking, he said, you have heard he said that. You have heard he said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Now I say to you, if somebody would take your coat, give him your cloak. Somebody will force you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Don't worry if it seems that you look weak. Leave it to God. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You know, I was talking to a pastor. He told me he had an experience and he went to heaven. And when he got to heaven, the Lord told him that three things are mine when you go back. Don't touch them. Number one, he says the tithe is the Lord's. Tithe, 10%. He said, never touch it. Number two, he said the glory is mine. Don't touch the glory. Don't receive the glory for yourself. The glory is for the Lord. And then the third thing, vengeance is mine. Don't touch vengeance. Don't try to revenge for yourself. Don't try to fight. Are you listening to me? Don't try to fight for yourself. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Don't get involved. Leave it to the Lord. God is more wicked than any man. I tell you, when God takes you up, you can't stand. It will not be easy. Have you seen a person who God is punishing before? Pray about it. It's not a small thing. You see Sierra Leone? See Liberia? You see the judgment that has come upon those countries you never imagined it when you were in your country that it could be like that and other countries which have no war have no they don't know what a war is that's why there are people in ghana who say ah we need a war you see ah, we are warning you there will be a war here they, they haven't seen it before you see what i'm saying uh, they don't know what they are talking about huh that's what they were saying this year People will not change unless there is a war. 
Yeah. And he came. And, and you saw war. Is, were you not afraid? Yeah. My people don't know. And you see, God is showing mercy to some nations. And he's showing judgment. You saw a country like Ghana. God is showing mercy. Now, it's mercy. A country like Liberia is judgment. A country like Sierra Leone is judgment. We don't know how long it will be. But the very next country can be mercy and the next country can be judgment. When the hand of judgment is lifted and the hand of... So if the God changes his mind towards Ghana, you watch it. What you see? You will see in Ghana. Oh, you, you wish you were not... You never, you've never heard the word Ghana before. I'm telling you. Nigeria, the same. Nigeria is always like that, shaking as if it wants to shake between the east and the north and the south. Am I right? There has been war before. You have seen one before. Yeah. And there can easily be if God does not intervene. So listen, pray because when God sends judgment, it's not easy. So there's no need to get involved. Vengeance is for who? As the Lord. You feel that somebody who is fighting against you, hurting you, you get it? Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Trust God. Leave it to God. Believe God. God will take care of it. Don't worry if you look weak. I remember this government, the last government we had, they attacked us the church we built a toilet for the community somebody was saying we, we, we somebody was asking I think Stella was asking we don't do anything for the community we built a public toilet worth hundreds of millions of cities and donated it to the government in exchange the government was supposed to give us a small piece of land to, for car park when we finished everything they attacked us we did everything in the middle of the night the government sent soldiers and tractors to come and mow down the walls of the church and then they organized people to attack us i went to the government office and the government man told me it comes from the highest place in the government that's where the orders came from to come and attack us a time came me no politician wanted to be near me even there was a time somebody was having the, the, some, some either baby dedication or something. The father wouldn't even come there because the church lighthouse was associated with problem with the government. We, look, we prayed. I've been to the castle, to the president's or vice president, this, that. Oh! Everybody was again. No, when we can't, nobody wants to have anything to do with that. So I said, like, okay. And then some pastors will ask me, so they, they ask, do you pray? Do you pray? <laughs> As if I don't pray. Do you pray? Then somebody told, told me, ah, you know, uh, this pastor in uh, Nigeria, they were coming to do the same thing, but he warned them. He told them, for one block, one life. If you like, remove one block, one life. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't have power, you see? Okay. So, do you have communion? So we have communion. 
Do you have prayer walks? Yeah, prayer walks. <laughs> we look very weak. As the election time was going, I, I said, Lord, I felt that the Lord told me that, showed me that it's better that I'm openly against rather than secretly against them. So I said, these people, I'm against them. And the, my whole church is saying, and all my churches, officially, we are against this government. We are voting them away. I told my people, openly, vote against these people. Nobody thought they could go. Because they have been there for 20 years, using money and everything to be in power. But I tell you, we were there. We were all Guineans. One, one, one morning, I put on the television after the election and I, was, I saw that the big, big powers, people who have oppressed us, they have been voted out one by one, one by one, one by one. One, two, three, they were going down. I said, yeah. And we were all there when we watched them go out. Then they, the first round, they had to do it again because they, they hadn't got enough majority. At that time, I had left the country. I, I had a dream. I got my pastor. I said, they will never win. Never. No. We laughed at them properly. When I came back, we laughed at them fully. You, you are coming to attack a church. Officially, we're against them. Because we are, it's biblical. We are supposed to vote. So we have to choose who we are for or who we are against. Yeah. We we'll vote them out. When you are in power, that one will pray for you. But the day you expose yourself to election, then we will choose. Once you are in power, we will not speak against you. But once it comes to election, then we know that, yeah, it's free for all. And God removed them. And today we are free from them. One day I saw one of the people who tormented us. They had put him in prison. And he came and was complaining that mosquitoes were biting him in prison. <laughs> and I was telling my child, this man. Before, when they arrest somebody, people attack us. They bombed my office. They bent my office. They broke our glass. They smashed our cars. When they arrest them, the government, that man, he will release them from prison. We were suffering. They tormented in Ghana. We look very weak. But see, when God is removing you, look, it will not be easy for you. Because God is the one who can fight for you. You may look weak, but God can remove you. A time came when I was going home. I had to go escort with eight cars. What is that? A pastor. What have I done? Eight cars have to escort me to my house in the night. The community. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. When we go to the police station to call them, they'll say, this one is above us. It's politics. Don't. We can't come. It's wonderful. But I've come to see that when God deals with you, the way God moves, and now they are in prison, one by one. They are all going to prison. And they will never win. The, the coming election, they will never win. Maybe after that. I don't know, but this one day, they cannot win. So don't be afraid. When we look weak, don't let it deceive you. When you are deceived, you will fight a pastor and you will fight the church because the church looks weak. And you think that, oh, it's a church. It's a pastor. It's nothing. When you touch it, remember Saul, he fought the church. And one day he was struck down on the way. He said, what? I said, I am Jesus. I'm the persecutor. I'm the one you are worrying. I'm the one you are fighting. I'm the one you are fighting. I am the one. I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. 
leave the church don't fight men of god don't fight god don't fight his people even if it's in a classroom even if it's a small church even if it's a catholic if it's an orthodox even if it's a, well, amen amen whatever it is leave it sometimes pastors we take up a fight to fight other pastors and other churches who made you the judge and church members you make yourself a judge of pastors you you cannot preach even for five minutes how come you are now an analyzer and a commentator and a judge of a pastor when you cannot preach for even five minutes who made you a judge of a pastor how come you are a judge of a pastor who who appointed you to choose and to judge a pastor when you yourself are not a pastor and are not qualified to be a pastor where did you get the spirit and the strength to open your mouth to assess somebody who is in the ministry you are exposing yourself to fire i said you are exposing yourself to all kinds of deadly attacks you have not done one hundredth of what somebody has done and yet you have the confidence to open let there not be anybody here who is listening to me to have the boldness of confidence to speak about any man i'm not talking only about this church but any church or any pastor or anybody who looks foolish to you one day somebody was criticizing a pastor in ghana i said to you without your whatever you wouldn't you wouldn't do the work of god this man has not even been up to class three and he's using you you've been to school and you wouldn't want to be a pastor because you feel good you want to protect yourself you want to keep your life you won't don't want anybody to analyze you or comment about you this man has not been up to class with his education up to class three look at what he's doing he has been able to do something and you with your whatever you have done nothing so shut up before god shuts you up before god gives you blood to drink before god removes your tongue before you see a certain judgment look uh, when god takes you up and you see that's why god said that you be weak so that <laughs> i can slap the man myself if jesus had opened his mouth and come down if he had done like this <clears throat> and come down like rambo he's come to fight the people he would have killed a few of the people there walked away and so on and that would have been it but the kind of judgment that came the people said let his blood be on us look at the jews how they have suffered which people have suffered more than the jews in this world when they were when they were killing them when they were killing them in the 1939 1940 41 nobody knew you see i mean that eh, no no nation has had it to that they've taken them systematically and killed about six million <laughs> of one country pray see when the fire starts to come and the judgment starts to come you will not want to know about it but jesus looked weak and so people took advantage of it and that's a deception that's like you see a pastor he looks normal he looks ordinary you know, the pastor is now getting divorced you get it problems are happening to the pastors hey, shut up shut up because the one who carries the pot to the river is the one who breaks the pot you you won't get up you won't hold any pot so definitely we can never see whether you can hold it from here to the river or not but the one who is carrying up and down every day one day it falls down it slips it breaks you get it so you talk but you wouldn't lift your dirty little finger to carry even a cup or a little pot the one who is carrying now you have the mouth to speak about him may god have mercy on your life learn to be quiet 
you see somebody standing up and doing his best trying to preach for jesus trying to do the work of god honor him for that even if he's making a thousand mistakes you to get up and do sometimes when i have people in church who begin to be proud i just send them out to start churches you go and start one that's all that's all you go start starting when they start and they come and say hey, bishop it's not easy ah, it's okay people are not i said ah, thank you people are I said, it's just they are just like how you were <laughs> that's why i am closer to people who do the work of god if you become a pastor you are doing the work you go inside it, you'll be closer to me automatically automatic when i see you you'll be nearer because what i have experienced you have also experienced some of it but as you sit here just receiving the preaching you haven't experienced some of the things i've experienced do you know what is hatred one day somebody said to he was talking to someone he said when i see that i feel sick i feel sick when i'm that that he would not when i see him i feel sick hey why how can somebody feel sick when he sees me what have i done because of preaching Huh? Why do you feel sick? Do you know what is hatred? Hatred? When I was going to get married, I, my wife, you know, to come to the church, we went to see a priest to rent a church. And the priest said, I, let, I want your parents. So my wife's parents went with my wife to go and ask the man for. And that man is a family friend of her. When he got there, you know what the man told my parents? That time I had not yet married her. He said that that boy that he was Mills is Jim Jones. Do you know Jim Jones? A murderer of a lot of people. That's what he told them. He had to be very careful. My parents-in-law were so worried. And he said, I will allow them to use this church building for their wedding. Because our church didn't have a church. I will allow them to use it on one condition. The condition is that they close down that lighthouse group there. That's meeting at the canteen. That's the condition. Said, okay we will not use it that's all you can imagine how my parents-in-law were worried then my one of my sisters-in-law also came and said she has heard that i'm into occult look at me small church that i've started now i'm occult i am uh, jim jones where are we going next i look so foolish and when we we're starting out when i was getting married nobody had had a wedding in the church before nobody had, had a wedding no instruments in the church you see you have instruments and you have people playing we had no instruments i had to hire in rent instruments kingdom starts like a seed a mustard seed some of you here you are like people that are not important you are like people that even some people don't respect you they feel you are bad but you see god has respect for you how, how you will be in the future nobody even knows I hope you understand what I'm talking about. So, deception, it comes in very easily because of the weak appearance of the church of God. So, now the pastor's children, you see that the pastor, the pastor himself, his children are also having problems. His wife is having pro- different problems. So, you ask yourself, I mean, what's the difference between this man and us? Why, why should he preach to us? What is it? But you see, that is how God's kingdom is. God has chosen that he will use by the foolishness of preaching. He has chosen the foolish things of the world, the base things of the world, the things that are despised, that he may bring to naught the things that are. That's what God has chosen. That's what God has chosen. 
That's why God will use you. That's why, as we are preaching, there is not even one person here who is disqualified. Not even one of you is disqualified from the work of God. Not even one. The only thing that will disqualify you is if you decide that you don't want. But there is nothing you have done. And nothing you have done in the past. Do you understand? That disqualifies you. Because that's what God chooses. Neither your scholar, neither your education, neither your background, neither what you have done, whether you are a prostitute, whether you are this. All those things don't affect you. You understand? It is you. If you say, I don't want to do, then God says, okay, I've chosen you, but you don't want me. Amen, Hannah. Hannah, amen. Hannah, amen. Amen. <laughs> if they slap you, bah! what do you do? What is? What do we do normally? What do you mean? You slap you back. Or you cut off his hand. Because if I slap you, pa, what do you do? Pa. And then the other one continues. Pa. And another one. Pa. <laughs> Amen? Amen. If I take your shoes, give me your shoes. I need your shoes. Now that I've taken your shoes, what are you going to do? I need your socks also. <laughs> you see? That's what the Bible said. If they did, then take more. As if you don't have it. As if you're a fool. So God's people look like fools. Don't be deceived by the foolish looking appearance of God's children. Don't be deceived by weakness. Amen. Amen. God's kingdom looks... When I met Papa Hagen two, three years ago, for the first time. I said, I went, somebody, they, they, somebody took me, this person wanted to greet you, so they took me inside. It was my first and only experience. And he was sitting there, old man, big, very fat, stomach. He was sitting there like that. And he just shook my hand. I always remember that handshake. Old man, but, but that's the, the glory of God is in that vessel. Don't be deceived by the appearance it's wonderful i said it's wonderful amen. amen it's wonderful judas he saw jesus going to the toilet do you know why i know because he was oh jesus was always eating you see do you know why there's a toilet in every every restaurant because there's something we call in medicine we call the gastrocolic reflex Gastro is stomach, colic is your colon, large intestine, where the poo poo is. It's a gastrocolic reflex. And that is what is in babies. That's why when a baby eats immediately, he poops. That's how babies are. If you've ever had a baby, as soon as the child eats, no, it's a reflex. But as you grow, it's modified by, because maybe you may be at a place you eat, you can't go immediately. So it gets modified and it's. Uh, altered by what do you call it uh-huh. but that is why it's compulsory to have a toilet in every market so if you are walking on the road and you need to whatever look for a restaurant it by law there was a there's a gastrocolic reflex uh, center there <laughs> are you getting me yes. so the fact that jesus was there eating all the time by all means he saw it was one day jesus had to go to poo poo 
he saw Jesus by all means we win Jesus said I'm coming go. you see when you see all these things you, you will not even respect him you see him eating chewing the bones do you chew bones huh since in Australia you stop chewing bones I'm only at home okay Australian, you have more meat, you see. They saw Jesus sleeping. Remember, he was sleeping in the boat. How many have seen something when you sleep, your mouth is open? They saw Jesus open his mouth, sleeping. Saliva is coming out of your mouth. You see, it doesn't look so glorious. Like when he's raising the dead, he said, Lazarus, come forth. It looks so powerful, but now you see the mouth. Wind is blowing, his mouth is open, saliva is coming out of his mouth, he's sleeping. I mean, he's not a man of God. Huh? <laughs> eh? You see him eating. Hey, Jesus, he can eat oh, he likes food oh. They call him a glutton, a wine beaver. Yet this was the glory of God. Born in a manger, not in the Australian Central Hospital. Born in a manger. Will you respect it? You see, that's why sometimes when you are even, you, you don't have to be so. Sometimes I realize that sometimes when you are not so near, you are sometimes at an, an advantage. Sometimes when you are near, you will be forced to see some of those things which can now also affect you. Don't be deceived. Godwin, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. I said, don't be deceived at all, at all, at all. If God makes you such that you can be near a man of God, if you are near, don't let it deceive you. Always respect and don't be blinded. Don't be, de- don't be deluded. Because that weakness that you see is intentional. It is intentional. Jesus taught us to appear weak. Ah! Nancy, Jesus taught you to appear weak. They slap you. That's why sometimes when we get married and you see that we, we rather bring a certain strength. When they start, no, why should you stop this? That, that, that. I'll tell your mother, why do you think, who do you think you are? This, that, that, that. You are lucky that I married you. If it was not for this and that, I would never be here by this time. This and that. Wow, look at what you are doing. Too much strength. It spoiled the marriage. Flow. Amen. Amen. So deception. So Judah said, I'll betray him. I'll betray him, Hannah. I'll betray him. And he betrayed him. Open. That's the last stage. Open rebellion. And he betrayed him. Amen. And what happens when you rebel? Execution. It will never be well with you. Sandra, you understand? If you betray a man of God, it will not be well with you. Execution. That's the last stage. So the first stage is what? Independent spirit. Second stage is what? Offenses. Third stage is what? Criticism. The next one is what? Passivity. Next one is what? Political stage. Everybody say political stage. The next one is what? Deception. How many realize that you've been deceived before? 
by men of God. They look, they look natural. Huh? Raise your hand if you've had that experience before. Raise your hand. Yeah. But from today, will you be deceived? Remember, I told you that Jesus taught that he himself looked weak. And he taught us to look weak. He taught us to flow with when people are cheating us. Give them. Somebody said to me, if Muslims slap you, cut his hand. Is it in the Bible? It's not in the Bible. It's contradictory to the word of God. It sounds very nice. In fact, when he heard it, I was so excited. When he said, told me that I was so excited. And I said, oh, this man is so powerful. I thought to myself, this man is so powerful. But it's opposite to what Jesus taught. How can it be powerful when it's opposite to what Jesus taught? Nigerians, you like such things. Nigerians. Chin, is it not so? Huh? It sounds more like your nature, isn't it? If a Muslim slap you, do what? Cut his hand, chop his hand up. So he see fire for fire. When I went to Nigeria recently, I saw the police. They are written on the car. Fire for fire. Operation fire for fire. <laughs> fire for fire. All the police cars are written operation fire for fire. And the policemen, they were not wearing uniform because they said that when they wear uniform, the armed robbers can see them, so they shoot them. So now they are, not, they are wearing shorts and other things. Operation fire for fire. Shoot, I shoot you. You slap me, I cut your hand. God, does this sound familiar? <laughs> Brother Harrison, it sounds quite Nigerian, you see. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> but God is showing you, are you a Christian or a Nigerian? That is it. That is it. Are you a Christian or Nigerian? Are you a Christian or Ghana? Are you a Christian or Ashanti? <laughs> what are you? You have to let Christianity be higher than anything else that you have. Or anything that you are. That's why sometimes when people marry, we can't, we, even though we are Christians, are you okay? Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes we are Christians. You know, a Sierra Leone should easily be able to marry a Ghanaian. A Ghanaian should easily be able to marry a Nigerian. A Nigerian should easily be able to marry a Sierra Leonean or an Australian. But because we have taken on our Nigerian, Ghanaian, Sierra Leonean behavior more than the behavior of Christ, sometimes when we marry, you see that that thing is rather causing more problems. Because the Christian, one day I called and said to him, I said, are you an Ashanti or a Ghanaian? Or a, or a Christian? Because his behavior was Ashanti behavior. I said, what Ashanti behavior? Are you Ashanti or Christian? He said, I'm a Christian. I said, follow the Christian one more than the Ashanti one. You know Ashanti. Ashanti is a tribe in Ghana. And there are tribes like that. When you see them, you see that the tribe is the more dominant part of them than the Christian side. <sighs> Do you have that in Nigeria? Some tribes, when you meet them, you, know, you feel their tribe very much. Which tribe is that in Nigeria? Igbos? Igbos? They don't marry Yorubas. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ibos. They don't marry whatever. They don't marry Yorubas. They are very con- there are some tribes that they are very concerned about having their own people for everything. So you see that that tribe is more important to them than the Christian aspect. Is it correct? <laughs> is it the right thing? In Ghana, we have some tribes like that too. In Sierra Leone, you have which tribe is that? The Creoles. <laughs> Who are the Creoles here? Raise your hands. When, when you are uh, that tri- you see, when they are like that, if they are Creole, the maid will be Creole, the security man will be Creole, the doctor will be Creole, the dentist will be Creole, the pastor will be Creole, the whole church will be Creole. Do you have that in Sierra Leone? Is it like that? Is that how they are, the Creoles? Do you have like that in Nigeria? Which group is that? Houses. Everybody will be Hausa. Are you sure? It's not the Igbos. <laughs> One day, you see, in Ghana there are some churches. In Ghana there are some churches. The, church, the whole church is made up of one tribe. <laughs> yeah. The whole. Uh, I can know. Huh? Ipi, the LS. <laughs> Recently at the Shepherd's Camp. Yeah, David, your people. <laughs> huh? Should I, I should explain? Because it was the Germans who brought the, the, the church, and the Germans they stayed only in the Abota region. And that's why it's that way. But the uh, Church of Pentecost also went to, uh, they started in Swedru and Winneba, but they are everywhere, including the Volta region. You see, one day I met a certain lady, I said, Are you an Ewe or a Christian? Your dentist is an Ewe, your doctor is an Ewe, your seamstress is an Ewe. Where you buy your fish is an away. Your tailor is an away. You have three house helps. All of them are aways. Uh, your everything is it must be from there. Your church is there, this and that. No, it's not. Are you a Christian or an away? Because if I have a house help, I can have an away. I have away pastors, gun pastors, Ashanti pastors. I don't look at your tribe. I look at the Christianity. But some people, they look at that nature. It is not a correct thing. It is false Christianity. We should have been able to marry ourselves easily. But even Ghanaian to Ghanaian is not easy. How much more Ghanaian to Sierra Leone? If I was married to a Syrian, I say, and I call my wife, I say, honey, 
And she said, ah, Israel, when you say honey, it's an insult to. Then I say, oh, I want to eat this. He said, ah, I can't make it. Go and see those Ghanaian girls to make that for you. Now you see, Christian love should have been whatever. Sir, if you want a Ghanaian, you should have married a Ghanaian. You should have married a Ghanaian, huh? You see, now the, the, the country is coming more than the Christianity. And you people, you are mixed up here. So you better let your Christianity come up because some of you, you won't get your countryman to marry. I said, you won't get your countryman to marry, so better let your Christianity come more. Yes, <laughs> I lie or I no lie? You will not easily get your countryman to marry. And even those of you who get your countryman to marry, it's not easy. Even countryman to countryman, it's not easy. If you marry and say, ah, in my country, a man is this, a man is that. In your country, what about in Christianity? What is a man? Don't tell us about your country. Come and let Christianity affect you more than your country and more than your tribe. So that we will know that we are dealing with Christians. Amen. We don't do Christianity. through. You see, that is what makes people disloyal. It's another factor. And because we see that I'm in the church, but I'm more loyal to my people. So if, let's say, one day Pastor Peter gets up and he takes uh, Sister Hannah and he rebukes her and says, Hannah, you cannot do this anymore. What this thing? Walk out. Then all the Australians will say, ah, how can you talk like that to our, our sister? You see, if you were this and that, like, who do you think you are? They say, all Australians, let's go. We are going. There's a Australian, new, new Australian pastor. He's coming here. We are going to a Australian church. Oh, yeah. Oh, you think what I'm saying is not real? very real how do you talk to our sister like that and who do you think you are these Ghanaians they don't respect this and this and that look at what are you bringing Ghanaian now oh yeah you see God he laughs at us when we say we are Sri or Nigerians or Ghanaian he said that you are all one people but you didn't know that's why now what is happening in West Africa is we are being mixed the mixture is coming more. Because if you come to Ghana, there's a place for Liberians. More Liberians. Me, the people who work for me, most of my workers are Liberians. <laughs> it's amazing. Most of my workers are carpenters, masons, workers, teams. All of them are Liberians. When you when they start to speak, yeah, you see they are all from Morovia. When they open their mouth to speak English, no, they, they are all from Morovia. It's amazing. Do you have any Liberians here? Who is from Liberia here? Our church on campus. All the Nigerians come to our church on campus. Then a Nigerian brother came and get said starting a church. Then you see some of them say, ah, our Nigerian brother has come to start a church. We are, we, are, we are going. Are you going because he's a Nigerian? Are you going because of something spiritual? When that aspect of you is more dominant... You become a dangerous person because now we we are not sure when that factor comes one day i had a certain brother he was going to become a pastor in our church i was there now he said that he's going to ep not even ep zion church or whatever and he got the church full of airways 
And I was very surprised. I said, ah, I'm surprised that at a certain stage like that, that thing can affect you so much. If it were not for the wife who had opposed that thing because the wife was not anywhere, he would have gone like that to an orthodox church. Because the tribe is so strong, it is affecting you. If we allow that, the whole ministry will get spoiled. Then people will look at me and say, ah, you don't have... I have all types of people. And pastors, we have Nigerian pastors in Lighthouse. That's why I want you people, you must, Sierra Leoneans, you must become... But I have now two Sierra Leonean pastors in Ghana. And I'll be sending them as missionaries. I have Nigerian pastors. I have a Nigerian pastor in Accra, Nigerian pastor in Zurich, Nigeria, all over. We are not using country and we are not using tribe and we are not using whatever. Be a Christian. Let the Christianity be higher than your blood. Are you an Ashanti or a Christian? Ask somebody. Are you Ashanti or Christian? Stages. Which one is higher? Mr. Sam, Ajay Dansu, are you, where are you from? Ashanti? Where? Volta region. So you know what I'm talking about? Is it not true? Yeah. If you are honest, you know that what I'm saying is true. You have to ask yourself. 